Ready on the roar. Who shut it down? South Africa crash the Aussies party at Allianz Stadium. The nine-year drought in Australia is over in magnificent style. Winners in Sydney, 24 points to eight. Yes, trashed is the right word for it with South Africa emphatic in their 24 to eight bonus point win over the over Australia to conclude round four of the rugby championship at the brand new Sydney Football Stadium tonight. Brett McKay with you for the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate. And I'm joined by raw rugby expert Jim Tucker. And coming to us from Sydney Town is my regular Raw Rugby podcast co-host, Harry Jones, for the instant reaction to the Springboks' well-earned win. Boys, what do we make of that? Harry, you're too happy for my liking already. That was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, mate. You're going through a tunnel. (laughs) I'm going to have to cut you off. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're a happier camper now. Beautiful bonus box bludgeon. And batter the home yeah, side. That's a good headline to kick us off. That's a good headline. I'm trying Jim, to steal Jim's uh, thunder with alliteration. The, yeah, yeah. Alliteration. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll give him. We'll give him the right of reply then. Was we'll kick straight into our headlines. Jim, what did you make of it? Well, I mean, that, that's uh, the best I've seen the box play in Australia for a, a long while, yeah. and mainly balanced. Everyone will talk about uh, how well they kicked. But if you look at the the Mostert try and the Mapimpi try, there was some really excellent handling there. They were mm. able to shift the ball from where their advantage was gained and capitalise with some really good and well-taken tries. And even Etzebeth's uh, little offload that mm. got, uh, got uh, the Alonde over was excellent too. So they played a really well-balanced game. Um, my judgment was that uh, before I saw the changes the box made this week, that they would win based on being angry and all yeah. their frustration through from Adelaide. And then when I saw all their changes and two new halves, I thought, oh, well, Australia's won this. So really excellent performance by South Africa. And I think Damien Willemser is uh, a real coming player for the box. I think uh, Harry yeah. might have a comment on that. Yeah, well, I'll be interested to see what you say about this, Harry, because we've, we have talked about da- Damien Willems's future at ten on the on the regular pod, um, and he was like he was he was pretty good tonight. He was he was I mean, he's more than good, I suppose. He was he was he was he was he did did everything that was asked of him. Yeah, he's always had the knock of being the super athlete, great hands, uh, multiple sports um, tops in Cape Town, but you know what was his actual position? And yeah. he had the unfortunate position of being so good at twelve and fifteen at the Stormers that he played there to accommodate someone else. Yeah. Uh, so the interesting, weird thing of Pollard going down and Elton being hurt is that finally he got thrown in the mix and look at him, he was composed. I think yeah. he was the man of the match, right? Yeah. Well, he, he was the official man of the match, and we're going to come back to that because I'm, yeah. I'm still not sure about that. I mean, um, yeah, look, uh, my my headline was just – I don't even know how you make a headline out of it. It was just Springboks – Thump Australia's party at Sydney Stadium. It was, I don't know, all the festival fear we had going into this test. It was supposed to be the, the you know, the, the the big new thing. And oh, I don't know. It felt like Australia didn't touch the ball till twenty minutes in. It was, I don't know. How did you see it there at the stadium, Harry? What did what did you make of it? It felt very one sided that first half. 
Yeah, so there's a few things. When you watch, and Jim uh, reflected on this uh, recently, when you watch something live, you miss a lot of the things that t television adds for you. Yeah. And, you know, and you're not looking at your phone either, so you're not looking at anything else for information. But, uh, wow, what a wonderful stadium. Uh, fireworks, yeah. um, you know, good-looking crowd. Uh, the food is amazing and very expensive. <laughs> uh, the concourses it's amazing really it's like a, it's like an yeah. edifice to sport and so the crowd was so uh hyped up and then it was um yeah like 20 minutes of nothing yeah. for the home team i mean just nothing like I, I i i didn't know i said there was no meaningful possession until about 20 minutes in so that yeah. just deadened the feel of the crowd the guys all around me had a were a bad mood and um and kind of stayed in the bad mood the rest of the match. Yeah, like so. I'm just just looking through my notes here very quickly. I've got um, James Slip was offside in the second second uh, minute. There was a mall penalty in the seventh minute. Then Dialendi scores in the ninth. That's converted. Khaleesi wins a ruck penalty in the twelfth. Uh, wins another one in the sixteenth. There's. Uh, knock on in about the 19th and then there's two scrum penalties in the 22nd, 25th. Uh, you know, Lolasio doesn't kick his penalty to the 32nd minute. So it might even be longer than that before they had been yeah. in possession. And, and, yeah. and Jim, that sort of set the tone for the night, didn't it? It did. I mean, the Wallabies weren't able to play any meaningful football and mm. That, that that involves two sides. Like the, the box just blotted them out completely. And then we got into this ridiculous thing uh, in the second half where, okay, we got to play territory, so we kick it away. Oh, we don't have any ball at all. Yeah, yeah. But, and that's that's all comes back to how good South Africa played. So yeah, um, I'm really happy to doff my hat to Harry and all his friends that they completely um, outplayed the Wallabies uh, tonight. Yeah. Um, like to, we talk about man of the match. Look, I've got to say, when you have a, a forward performance like that, you can't give it to a back. He's a total product mm. of performances like uh, Khaleesi yeah. in the pack. Had a superb performance. Uh, just when Australia might get a sniff, he'd grab a, a lovely pilfer, or just when it looked too wet to do anything with his hands or anyone to do anything with his hands, he does a beautiful little pop ball to uh, one of his attackers. So I, I thought Galicia was outstanding, and you need a leader to yeah. lead it out of that disaster from Adelaide. So Khaleesi, my man mm. of the match, five stars. Yeah, yeah, and again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to to that. The 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 Australia six two bench got exposed fairly early, and and Harry, I'd be interested to know whether it was clear there at the stadium what was actually going on. Like Plasami went off. Uh, in the 27th minute and failed his HIA. Uh, Noah Lolasio was off by the 46th minute and he'd also failed his HIA. But it was only as the second half was starting that we were sort of being made aware that Taniela Tupo had been injured in the warm-up and it wasn't actually clear for a few minutes into the second half that that warm-up actually took place during the halftime break. Yeah, none of that was actually clear in the grounds. And no, I, I can imagine. We never left our seats and we watched everything. You know, we were down on row C, so we were super excited. Mm. Um, and so we look at the big screen and that information didn't come across. Uh, Pasamis did, but yeah. not Noah's. And then they just showed Taniela Tupo on the bench 
I think about five minutes into the second half, and and the crowd was kind of wondering why. Yeah, so, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, the the first the first we heard or the first we sort of thought, Jim, that Lolasio maybe wasn't quite right was that he was defending on the wing when Franco Mostert scored his try in the forty third minute, and and straight away my my thought was where was the winger there, and then you realise that Corbetti is actually defending in the thirteen channel, and it's. Lolasio right out in the wing, and then he went off straight after that. So uh, I'm not sure when the, the 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 knock happened. It was obviously in those opening few minutes, but um, they just completely lost their shape after that, and that's going to happen when you lose inside backs with six two bench. Yeah, I mean you, you have to look at Adelaide as well. Like it was a, a really uh, playing on the front foot. You, sometimes you don't don't have to do such complicated things to open up mm. a team and just precise things. So that inside pass from James Slipper was precise and put, put things through. But uh, Lollasio is not a particularly creative fly half. He, he's a good uh, front foot fly half and whatever. And we did get exposed for not having any creativity mm. organisation. And that that's going to happen. You rip a couple of players out and, uh, again, just that little bit of depth uh, exposed. Yeah. The Wallabies, and that 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 just happens. Like there, yeah. there just wasn't the organisational skill there to get anything happening, especially with the crumbs that the Wallabies were getting. Yeah, it, it became very makeshift after that. I think Reese Hodge was playing ten. I think Jake Gordon was on the wing at one point, and then he and Nick White yeah. swapped with about fifteen yeah. to go. And yeah, it was it was a bit all over the place. the the other The other big moment, and, and again, Harry, I'll be interested to, to to see how you saw it there at the stadium was. Uh, Mapimpi scores his try in the 71st minute and then all of a sudden everything kicked off and there was pushing <laughs> and there was shoving and there was even Etzebeth went like crazy eyes like I've never seen before for even by even Etzebeth standards it was it, it was something else there for a few minutes it, it it felt like anything was about to happen there was a mini replica of that uh skirmish right around me <laughs> <laughs> it so, was um, yeah it was it was good fun no i think there was so i'll say this these two matches in one country uh version of rugby yeah. championship it builds a it builds a lot of uh animosity yeah. i mean look the players were shaking hands and hugging and exchanging jerseys afterwards yeah. i'm not saying that we're we've turned into soccer yet you know much as nick white wants to try but <laughs> We there, there was a there was a feeling that there was a real like frustration by Mapimpi. Yeah. And obviously he just wanted to get one in. Um and then and then you know, it, it, it all kicked off. But I would say even in the stands there was a lot of um just frustration brewing. Um Yeah. And yeah. There, there was a pretty big contingent of Bach fans and they were annoying the locals. Uh yeah, right. with their ole, ole, ole. Yeah. So there, there was a there was a it was yeah. a tense. I would say it was a an ill-tempered test. Yeah, look, I found it a really frustrating game to watch, I've got to say, and not just because of the way the Wallabies played or didn't play, as it turns out. I don't know, it just it felt like there was a game with no flow, and, and I don't know whether that's just mm. just me, whether, whether you guys saw that as well. Oh, but it, there, there was some wet weather factor there. Yeah, um, true. We're looking at it from the Wallabies' point of view, and there was no yeah. game. We just play a game. Yeah, um, the South African side, and that's a superb performance. I, I'm on Mapimpi's side. Like, if, if I get rocketed into touch by Corabetti last mm. week, and spend the week uh, hearing people saying, "Oh, you should have scored the try," and 
blah, 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 and Corabetti owned you in the corner, um, I'm going to... You're going to get one back. Back. Yeah. No problem. I mean, that's that's what sport's about, having a bit of feeling and a bit... I I don't want to sanitise sports so you don't see that. Uh, Now, probably the knock-on effect of what happened after that wasn't all that flash, and there's obviously something uh, more between Etzebeth and Alan Alatoa. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Can't be just a push and a shove there, but no. um, Alatoa had had the chance to reveal uh, something on Stan Sport, and he did what any good forward would say. Mm. What on the field stays there. Nah, there's nothing in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not his go, yeah. Look, let's let's jump straight into the stocks rising and and falling, and I I suspect that from the rising point of view, it might be a little bit one-sided. Harry, I'll let you kick us off with your stocks rising. Yeah, so um, I I think Jim's right that it's a forward-based game it was definitely that but i would say that the the half the halves the halfback um jane hendrickson and damon Willemsa did outplay their opposing yeah, numbers certainly. certainly and even even if they had you know more of a cadillac ride i think i think i was very impressed with the depth and the quality of their kicks yeah uh, there were very there was a lot of variety in damien's kicks you know he had raking horizontal yeah. diagonal, um he was searching and finding and then i think uh, Jaden's were were dropping in a very awkward. Uh, uh, and actually, we said yeah. before before the the game, we looked at the the lights. That Allianz Stadium has incredible lighting, but it also has blind spots, and there was a lot of swirling wind and the rain yeah. was spitting all game. So it was a perfect night to put up those you know wobbly spiral kicks. kicks so, yeah. 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 It was it was notice- noticeable that, that that both sets of kickers had to use uh, an extra extra finger on the ball on the tee. So that was that was interesting. Yeah. Um, Jim, did you have any stocks rising on the Wallaby front? Well, not on the Wallabies front, really. Um, I'd, I'd probably roll my headline into this segment: um, uh, young talent time. I really love seeing a new player come through, and Cannon Moody. Cannon Moody, really yeah, love his expertise, uh, grabbing that high ball on the fly and scoring a try. And I think we have to realise this season, Australians have seen uh, Henry Arundel from England have an absolute yeah. mark on the earth. And now Cannon Moody. And earlier in uh, the Six Nations, we saw Ange Cavalozzo uh, yeah. uh, score that try against Wales. And we're seeing well, players who come through at the World Cup next year who are absolute gems. I want to see an Australian doing the yeah. same thing. Well, we um, we we saw him. It was Mac. It was Mac Wright. It was uh, Mac Hansen doing all that for Ireland. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, I've I managed to write a couple of names down, and it was only a couple. I thought Tom Wright was was really good under the under the high ball, and he hasn't necessarily had a had a good time of it. Particularly the second game in Argentina when he was playing fullback, he I think he um he probably redeemed himself. And I've got to give. Alan Alatoa a shout for for playing eighty minutes, and I think he actually got better as as the game went on. He was was you know he, he's having having a little bit of impact with his carries. His defense was pretty strong, but um, yeah, they were few and few and far between again from a from a Wallaby front. Um, on the other side of the coin, um, oh, stocks falling. We might be might be doing well to try and condense this. I don't know, Jim. Who is where have you, where have you got a who have you got to mark down? Uh, th- this is a bit of a 
a tricky one. I guess it's the overall Wallaby uh, psyche where they, they need an absolute rocket to get up to win games sometimes, yeah. like the match last week, and just their ability to fluff their lines. This is yeah. the opening of a new stadium. The whole of Sydney wants to get behind the Wallabies, and what do they give them? Absolutely nothing. nothing. So yeah. uh, here the Wallabies have beaten England, Argentina, and now the box in their first game and a week later lost to the same team. So there's yeah. no consistency and you, you can't hope to get that wonderful wave behind you if you don't win consistent matches. No, that's certainly true. Harry, who have you, who, who have you had to mark down? Yeah, so it, it, it's... It's probably a lot of people you could talk about. And before I say that, I want to say Stocks Rising for me is probably Pete Samu. I'll yeah, he was good against. Every, yeah, you're right. Off every, the every second he had the ball, I thought, okay, yeah. they're going to score. Um, I said Rory Arnold because I thought it was a, a, a victory uh, based on the, on the pack. And Rory Arnold is one of the three that is selected under the Gitto rule. Yeah. And it's, so you really have to do a little bit plus. I think you have to be even better. Yeah. To justify one of those, and I, as, I just think that, as we've seen yeah, from Cor- not, he, Colin Betty, yeah, yeah. So he, he missed some tackles. I thought he was reaching a lot um, on those tackles. You know, there was not a commitment factor for mm. me. So at, at the ground, you know, a lot of the collisions were really uh, unbelievable. Franz Malherba, a friend of the pod, was, was good involved with some of those. Yeah, and I just felt like you need your biggest guy in your team, the six foot ten guy. Yeah, has to. On that kind of night, you have to say, "Yeah, okay, guys, you know we're gonna we're gonna push them around and repel them." I, I I I get that. I I think I think if I was having to do player ratings, and I'm really glad I'm not. I think there'd be a lot of fives because there was a lot of just really average performances, and not. I, I don't think it was anyone stand out terrible, but there was just a lot of really average nothingness. So I, I've written down. I think the back row connection was really off tonight. There just wasn't any. Uh, it just, I don't know, it didn't really seem like McWright and Valentini and, and, and Holloway were, were were playing in unison, not like we've seen in recent weeks anyway. Um, but the man of the match judges for me, that's the biggest stocks falling. How Sia Khaleesi wasn't seen as the best player on the field, I will never know. He was, he was absolutely enormous and they gave it to the fly half who sprayed kicks. But I don't know. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I, I thought Sheikh Khalisa was also inspirational emotionally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, on the pitch again, you you saw him working his team, going to each one yeah. of them and talking to them. He was very vocal. You could actually hear him above the crowd because the crowd was silenced. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, a quick yeah. summary. Um, a quick summary. Of what's what's next now? And I suppose with taking from a Wallaby front now, we've when we're going to get on to New Zealand in a second, but once again, they've timed a, a poor performance for, for heading straight into a Bledisloe uh, series of matches, Jim. It's, I don't know. I don't know how you try and summarise what's next for the Wallabies. I think you still have to look at the positive. Um, in, in previous years, we very much have faced um, the Kiwis at the start of the rugby championship. Mm. So we have had that body of matches behind us. I think this season should serve us well, strong, Hard footy against uh, England, yeah. Against against Argentina, so I think we, we have to see that as a really good uh, platform to go into facing the next level team, which is the All Blacks. So yeah, I see it overall as positive as long as we have our best troops on the field. Yeah. Um, I think 
Coliseo to have a uh, a head knock and not a concussion because we can't afford not to have him uh, yeah. at five uh, the game down in Melbourne. Um, uh, equally, we need uh, everyone to front up uh, yeah. all the forwards here to be fit. We need Tupo, and I'm worried about his calf. Yeah, likewise. We have some some issues there. Uh, we're talking about the, one of the biggest calves in the world, mm. so hopefully, uh, <laughs> yeah. a little a little uh, soreness there. And he's got a bit of history, hasn't he? He's, he's got a, got a bit of history. So that was his big yeah. injury this year, and that put him out for a long time. So we yeah. desperately need to because our stocks are a bit thinner. Once yeah. you Oh, uh, Taniella. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, you know, it, it feels like um, it feels to me like the Wallabies are really back to square one now because you know they've got a they, they they're really going to have to dig deep trying to try and come back from that, and they're going to be coming up against the an All Black side that's going to be riding riding high again. And and Lolaseo Jim, I think is going to be really racing the clock now because the twelve day twelve day stand down. Uh, Bledisloe one is Thursday week. What's that? Someone do my maths for me. Eleven days away, so oh, don't know, don't know. Yeah, might be right on it. So we'll see. We should we should talk about New Zealand. Fifty three to three winners over Argentina in Hamilton, and um, they jumped to the top of the rugby championship standings. Everyone's on two wins after round four. Harry, you watched it there at the stadium beforehand while you were hooking into cheap but still expensive half price but still expensive beers. Yeah, yeah, we we managed okay with the beers. No, we 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 kept saying. I think you and I kept saying all season the backlash, the backlash, the backlash, mm. and then Boom, finally the long delayed backlash. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it looked like it looked like they had some extras on that one too. They really wanted that, and they, I think it was you know high forties, clock had already expired, and they were doing a scrum, you know, to to try and dig it in, get over fifty. Yeah. I mean, there was some real feeling in the All Blacks. I don't know. I think the Wallabies have a good shout. I think the none of the teams have been very consistent. Yeah. Uh, the All Blacks have been up, down, up, down, up, down. So that was their up. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't tip any of these games anymore. I think this no. uh, this rugby championship is untippable. It is. I'm very glad we're not. I'm very glad we're not. Jim, what did you make of <laughs> New Zealand tonight? Oh, they, they were very good, but uh, they dropped the ball last week. Um, mm. I, I give much less credit uh, because they failed to front last week um, I think Argentina uh, perhaps put the cue in the rack a little bit uh, having done what no other Pumas yeah. team had before which was winning New Zealand so, and that's that's fair enough but full credit to New Zealand they did do well and probably the thing I liked was uh, David Harvilli just New Zealand teams do well when they have those understated players like yeah. uh, Ron Brodick or back to yeah, guys Conrad like Smith Warrior. yeah decades ago who, who do those subtle little things at inside center with a short ball or mm. uh, make other players look good around them and uh rico yuani played uh, like a, a world 15 uh, number 13 tonight yeah. so for, for for maybe the first time that he's actually looked like a, an, an international outside center too i don't know i don't know i've just got a bad feeling about this again new zealand hitting form just before a Bledisloe series i've had this nightmare way too many times in the past so that might be where we leave it i think guys uh, another instant reaction behind us after the Springboks 24 8 win over the wallabies to complete round four of the rugby championship in sydney thanks to you both it's been um it's been another up and down series Oh, completely. Um, I, I really have uh, good feelings about uh, playing the All Blacks. I don't think they're. I think they've got too many scars from this season. To uh, if the All Blacks 
uh, get a bit of heat put on them in that first 20 minutes by the Wallabies who get out to a 10-0 lead, I think we'll see some quivers from the All Blacks. Yeah, we will do. You uh, you travel safely back to the States, uh, my yeah, thanks. happy friend. So I had a, a brilliant, brilliant time here in Australia and actually had a really wonderful breakfast with Jim in Adelaide uh, and, and kind of get to know each other. So, no, it was brilliant. And we actually ran into some people uh, at dinner last night who knew us. Uh, a waiter oh. came up and said, Oh, very good. Roll? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. We yeah. will have all the fallout tomorrow and through the week on the raw.com.au, <laughs> Australia's biggest sporting debate, the home of all your favorite rugby analysis, opinions, and conversations. Thanks so much for your company. We'll be back in less than a fortnight for the first Bledisloe Cup instant reaction when the Wallabies and All Blacks face off in Melbourne.